0: remember the first time I went duck hunting, a friend of mine invited me to go with him to his blind, which was in Henderson. So the plan was that we would have to wake up at about four o'clock and um, drive on over there. And then once we got there, we had to kind of get in a boat and take a little boat ride to get to his duck blind. And we had to get all settled in the duck blind and then uh, stay still And it was still pitch black because we wanted to be there before the sun rose so that when the sun would rise, we would be ready because that's whenever the ducks would fly. And it's very similar to fishing too because I I have a lot of memories doing that growing up and um, again, you know, we would have to wake up really early and drive to wherever we were headed, whatever launch boat launch we'd go to, and then we'd have to take a little boat ride to get to our spot and make sure that we're all there, you know, have your baits all ready and and the, the bait in the water before the sun rises, so that when the sun rises, that's when the fish start biting, and that's your best chance for getting a catch. And it's amazing how like on those mornings, like how easy it is to wake up because you're you're looking forward to the day ahead and there's there's an exciting thing um, that's about to happen and, and you have like kind of like a mission to accomplish. And so you wake up, it, it's okay that you don't really get a full night's sleep and you have to wake up way before dawn in order to get to where you're going. But it's also amazing how on a typical school day or day of work, that snooze button can't be hit long enough. And how difficult it is to wake up. It's like suddenly we're so exhausted and we're so tired and we just don't know how in the world we're going to get out of bed And time. We wait till the absolute last minute to finally roll out of bed and then to run on to work or to school or whatever it is that we're doing um, in, in a hurry. It's amazing, though, uh, St. Paul kind of uses this as an analogy. Like the, the idea that salvation is kind of like the dawn of a new day, that we are in this this age on the cusp of salvation, that the night is far spent, and now it's time to wake up, that the Old Testament and, and all the days before Jesus had, came, had come, that was the night, that's whenever we were asleep in darkness, in sin, and now that Jesus come onto the scene, we are on the cusp of salvation, and we're waiting for that day whenever Jesus comes back again for the second coming. And We don't know the hour or the day, but we do know that he will come again. It's called the, the parousia. He will come again and he will bring in a new heavens and a new earth. All that we know right now will be completely different, that we will enter into a new kingdom. And it's as if we are on the break of dawn. And because we're on the cusp of this new salvation, on this new way of life, St. Paul says, throw off these works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Just as we would um, put on clothing in the morning for a new day, so too we want to put on Christ as we enter this new age of salvation. And just as it was easier to wake up on days where you're excited about the day ahead, hunting, fishing, or whatever you're doing in this day, just as it's easier to wake up in those mornings, so too it would be easier for us to cast off these works of darkness if we would truly be excited about the age to come, if that actually meant something to us. If we would actually be looking forward to the parousia, to the, the the new salvation, to Jesus Christ coming again, if we would actually long for this, it would be so much easier for us to cast off these works of darkness. St. Paul uh, was writing to the Romans at the time of this letter. And the Romans before Christianity, um, they were pagans, and, and the Romans... Um, And and you might know this from a number of different series of TV shows. You could see like the type of life that they lived, it was filled with pagan sin. Um, Some of the sins that they struggled with was sexual promiscuity, overindulgence in alcohol, and an unhealthy rivalry and jealousy towards others, which basically just sounds like high school. But not just high school adults, y'all aren't off the hook either, because we know that this is like, this is just America. This is like, this is just these sins, like we still struggle with this today. We still struggle with lust. We still struggle with getting drunk. We still struggle with holding grudges. And then we just kind of act like it's, well, it's no big deal because it's, you know, just kind of part of our culture. And we see a lot of Christians, a lot of people that we look up to that are still struggling with these sins and sometimes they're proud of it. And so it's really confusing for us because we're not quite sure how to let go of this way of life. We wonder, is it really possible? Or if it is, are we really going to be happy? St. Paul is writing to Christian Romans, people who were once pagan, who had recently converted to Christianity, but they're still having a hard time letting go of their old way of life. They're having trouble actually embracing the totality of the gospel. And St. Paul challenges them and he says, the dawn of salvation is at hand. It's as if we're beginning a new day. Be not afraid to put on Christ instead of these old way of living. Be not afraid to let go of these old sinful habits because it's not giving you happiness, which is what you greatly desire. Instead, it's keeping you from the eternity and from the the fulfillment for which you long. <clears throat> I went to the uh, Turlings football game this this Friday, and it was not great weather. Um, and, and I knew it wasn't going to be good weather, so you know I looked on my app and I saw that it was forecasted to rain um, the whole game. So, you know, I put on <clears throat> my North Face jacket, uh, which is uh, um, what do you call rain resistant. And then I put a raincoat on top of that. I put on some boots um, just in case so the ground would be um, really wet. And so I kind of prepared myself. And I got to the game, and I noticed a lot of people had their ponchos. Some people had their raincoats. But there was this poor freshman. This poor freshman was wearing shorts and a T-shirt and nothing else. And I thought, oh, goodness, he probably got dropped off at this game. Doesn't have a license and he is not dressed for this game. I mean, it is just, he's just gonna get soaked and I don't know what he's gonna do. And you know what? He wasn't alone. There were a few people that were just shorts and a t shirt. I couldn't believe it. Like, where's your rain jacket? Where's your hat? Where's your umbrella? Something. They were unprepared for the game ahead. How many of us are gonna be like that freshman when Jesus comes onto the scene? We're gonna be shocked wearing the wrong clothes full of sin, without the armor of Christ. Imagine how disappointed you'll be, kicking yourself, how foolish we were not to simply put on a raincoat, just if we would have just put on Christ, how different it would have been. St. Paul challenges us to take this seriously today. Um, my question for you is this. If Jesus was come tomorrow, if we just knew for a fact he would come tomorrow, without a doubt, how would that change your night tonight? How would that change today? i would probably be getting a lot of uh, requests for confessions to prepare for tomorrow. If we want to be ready, if we want to be different, if we want to... Um, experience the dawn of salvation, even on this side of heaven, then it's time for us to put on Christ. And there's a number of ways you can do that. Of course, I'm, I'm proud of you for being at mass tonight because that's certainly a, a fantastic way to put on Christ. That's step one. And, and if you haven't been to confession for a while, then it, maybe that's another way that you can put on Christ, to, to, to go to confession and, and to be set free once more of those um, habits or those sins that you've committed. But another challenge that I'd like to propose, you know, because Advent is the beginning of a new season, it's the beginning of the new liturgical year, so this is really kind of a spirit of a new beginning. And so this analogy of a new day really is fitting for our readings today. What I'd like to challenge us to do is to begin, to start now, why not tonight, start now, or, or I guess why not tomorrow, every single morning when we wake up to begin the day with a solid prayer, like a solid amount of prayer. Like not just like a quick little like shout out to the Lord, like that's good, but and not just like saying your prayers, but like what if we would wake up in the morning just a little bit earlier, not waiting till the absolute last minute to run out the house, but we actually woke up and did mental prayer, like an actual conversation with God for a good solid amount of time, minimum 10 minutes, but I would challenge you for even more than that. Imagine how much different your life would be because as we would begin the day with mental prayer, we would very intentionally be putting on Christ at the very beginning of the day after being refreshed for a good night's sleep and before we're distracted with all the craziness, chaos, text messages, social media, and homework, and projects at work, and whatever we're doing, Like we're dis- before we're distracted by all of that, we would put on Christ. Imagine how different your life would be. Yeah, you'd probably be a little sleep deprived, just a little, but you know what? You're already sleep deprived because many of you are probably staring at your phones till midnight anyway, and so it's time for us to just wake up a little early and just accept that we'll be a little sleep deprived. But imagine, we would be spiritually ready, we would be emotionally less anxious, We would be less selfish in our relationships, so there would be, therefore, less drama with your friends, so you'd probably have more time to do things that you want to do. Just imagine how much different your life would be if we would actually begin the day with putting on Christ in prayer. We're really excited to announce um, and and invite you to participate. Um, Thanks to the Knights of Columbus, they donated some money for us, so now we're able to um, provide a parish-wide subscription to the Hallow app. So you might have heard of the Hallow app. Some of you might already have it. Um there's a lot of apps out there that kind of help you in the spiritual life, but but this is uh seems to be the most popular right now and and I really like it because instead of just telling you about prayer, this app prays with you. So all you got to do is say like how long you want to pray for, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. You put it in and you press play and then you just close your eyes and you start praying. And it kind of guides you through a meditation with a lot of long pauses that, so that you can like have a conversation with God. And just at that perfect moment when you find yourself distracted and like not really praying anymore, the voice comes back and it just like starts guiding you back to prayer. And it's really, it's really, really helpful. And I, you know, I have to admit, like when I found out about this app, I thought, wow, like this would be really good for ministry. I can tell people all about it. But, but I was pridefully thinking, like, that's for, you know, people that don't pray. But I have to admit, <laughs> I love it, and I actually use the app every day. So I want to invite you to participate in that. We have directions in the bulletin on how you can sign up without, um, without using your credit card. Um, if you follow the instructions and it asks you for a credit card, Stop. You did something wrong because it's not supposed to do that. So uh, if if that happened somewhere along the line, you you, you did something wrong. Uh, You you should be able to have a free um, access to all the content on the app until Easter. So um, this would be a great way to at least begin a habit of prayer, true prayer, contemplative prayer, mental prayer, a conversation with God, entering in to the depths of the spiritual life. Consider, now's a new day, a new season, and a new year. Why not start now? And as we put on Christ each day, we will be more and more equipped to let go of those works of darkness. Maybe this would be the year, the year that you finally stop getting drunk at parties and being proud of it. Or maybe this would be the year where you finally let go of the chains of lust and acting like it's no big deal. Maybe this will be the year where you have less drama with your friends because you stopped holding grudges and you stopped gossiping. Think about a year like that. It begins with putting on Christ. Amen.